This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing healing our nervous systems by rejecting stress and practicing peace. My clients and students have been some of my greatest teachers and supporters, y'all. This show exists because many of my clients from years past would end their counseling session and in the chitty chat parts of rescheduling and saying goodbye after our session would say things like, you're really good at this. You should have a show. You could help so many people if you had a show. I see and hear my clients that that's been my job, that's been my role. And I always knew that that was my role as a counselor, as a therapist, now as a life coach, to see and hear my clients. I had no idea when I started my career how much they would see and hear me and become my encouragers to take my work to the masses. In today's episode, I will share with you comments from my course, Emotional Strength Training, 30 Days to Peace. Because my clients and my students, they have insights into how I work, and sometimes they can say better what my work does than I can. We gain from the efforts of practicing peace. We gain a lot. I hope this episode shows you the nuance of what we gain when we intentionally practice peace. Whether you ever take my 30 Days to Peace course or not, if you are hypervigilant, if you are an adult child of addiction or immaturity or chaos, if you lean more anxious than chill, if you have, like me, looked at chill people wondering, how are you like this? I am not like this. I am not wired this way. I promise you that no matter what your personality, no matter what your temperament, no matter what your trauma history, no matter what your family dynamic, that you can practice into more of this personality and temperament. Many years ago, I dubbed it the natural stoner type. And I would say to my therapist, I am not a natural stoner. How are these people so naturally chill and relaxed and flowy and easygoing? I wondered if it was impossible for me to be such a way because how I felt on the inside was hypervigilant, stressed, overthinking, overwhelmed, tight and tense. I want you to know that peace is learnable. 
I want you to know that it is your job to introduce your mind, your body to peace because there are no white knights. Nobody shows up to save us from our own hypervigilance, our own overthinking. No white knight shows up to steer us away from relating to the world through fear and anxiety, except our own selves. We have a lot of power to replace what we let go of, to fill that space with ease, with flow, with lightness, joy, and even humor. I'm about to share with you some comments from participants of Emotional Strength Training, 30 Days to Peace, and I hope it helps you understand what healing actually is from the mouths of people who are doing it in real time. For a long time in our American society, we have been doing the equivalent in mental health of putting a Band-Aid over a gunshot wound, and we've been doing this for decades. Just like with a deep physical wound, we have to get in there and clean it out. And that's not a comfortable process, but that's what we need to do to get in there and clean out that wound so that the body can mend itself, can restore itself to an optimal functioning. Peace is exactly what was not modeled or provided to survivors of rough childhoods. You have one precious life. If any of these comments resonate with you, I want to ask you to consider taking emotional strength training 30 days to peace. Please do not just hope that ease and peace will wash over you one day because you've read enough recovery books or had enough counseling appointments. Practice peace for you and for what you missed out in your childhood on. This is the essence of self-love. The course is available on our website, emotionalbadass.com backslash peace. And the next cohort starts on the first of the month. To those of you who wrote these comments, I'm keeping you anonymous and I want to tell you thank you. It's been really hard for me sometimes to market my work because I help people heal from manipulation. A lot of sales tactics are frankly manipulative. I don't push my course sales or my work on anyone. I appreciate your words, your effort, and being on this planet with others who are bringing peace into their minds and bodies and worlds as much for themselves as everyone else. When we become more peaceful, we do our part to heal this wacky stress ball of a world that we are currently living through by ourselves and together. These comments are in no particular order and are from the beginning, middle, or end of 30 Days to Peace. I want to thank KF for posting this comment. Since taking the Boundaries course, I've been more and more aware of all the tension I hold constantly in my body, and I've been working and working to become more aware of it and to focus on releasing that tension and relaxing. Doing this practice this morning in the Peace Course, I was finally able to feel almost all of my tension go for a few moments. I struggled with the heart space a little, trying to find it and stay there after moving to the gut, though, I felt that connection spark a little. 
I will keep practicing this more and more so that I can continue to feel in tune with my body and not feel like a foreigner in it. She says, thank you so much for this, Nikki. There is a path to healing and this practice keeps that light alive. If you have felt like a foreigner in your body your whole life, I want to say today that it is time for that to end. Peace is the path to that end. SH says, this lesson really speaks to me. I carry so many regrets with me each and every moment of my life, exclamation. Instead of holding on to my regrets for years and years, perhaps I can help myself out by releasing those regrets much sooner. I think this is a lesson I will come back to frequently. We strength train for peace, y'all, the way we would strength train for arm muscles by practicing and lifting weights. But that's the part that actually makes our muscles stronger. It's the same with our emotions and how we relate to our lives. Our lives are the weight. Those regrets make us stronger if we know how to let them go. If we know that we have permission to let them go. How to let them go is where we find our peace. KT says, I do not remember anything in regard to a nighttime ritual from my childhood. I don't remember shouting or kisses or hugs or getting tucked in. My memories there are completely blank. I remember the bunk bed that my sisters and I shared, but that's all I have in my memory bank as far as bedtime. I love the ritual that my husband and I have created for my daughter. We let her watch one TV episode to start winding down. We then go upstairs and set the nighttime mood of her bedroom, night lights on, soft music playing. She brushes her teeth. We put on our PJs. Then we read a book or two and then snuggles until she falls asleep. For myself, I love reading and have a difficult time trying to squeeze it in. For the next 30 days, I'm going to get myself snuggled into bed and read one chapter before I fall asleep. I created this course to give you 30 different experiences to help you see and experience more of what can simply and easily heal you. Now, I doubt many of you out there, if you work with a therapist, are going to a therapist and saying, I would like help on my nighttime routine. But in modern life, many of us have nighttime routines that aren't conducive to the best night's sleep we could possibly have. We get to exercise these muscles so even our falling asleep has more peace and ease as an offering to our grown-up selves and our inner child that maybe missed out on this tenderness offered children who have safe and stable parents. JN says, what a profoundly good way to put our innate stubbornness to good use. It was powerful to hear your experience of living out the strong emotions of frustration, of heartbreak, of betrayal, while remaining determined, capital D, to trust and speak aloud that good will come. Stubbornness, what if it is a virtue when we put it in the right places? When we use it wisely, 
What if you could exercise and shape your stubbornness, lead your stubbornness to where it really, really serves you? Life takes a lot of strength, y'all. It takes a lot of backbone, particularly when we don't want to have that backbone and that strength. If you are stubborn and you have been told all your life that that's a negative attribute, I am here to flip that script for you so that you can learn to love your stubbornness and use it wisely. LC says, my brain had a color in mind, of course, which my subconscious overruled. An extremely powerful meditation with immediate tangible effects. Wow, in all capital letters. Thank you. The reason that I give you exercises isn't just to do the weight training. It's to work within that interesting space between what is subconscious and conscious. When we pull things out of the subconscious into the conscious, we are then able to make intentional, direct change with that which is conscious. I'm going to infer that this person had a lot of fun with this exercise. And that most definitely is part of my intention. Because if I have fun with you and teach you how to have fun within your healing, Y'all, it'll stick to your bones better. JF says, my therapist recently taught me this type of technique called anchoring using your senses. Your video is perfect to guide me through this practice until it becomes second nature. Yes, y'all. Everything that we're learning as we self-develop as seekers, as highly sensitive people who are recovering from the ways life has maybe thrown us and smacked us around is through practice. We want it to become second nature. When it becomes second nature, what that means is that you haven't just practiced it in your conscious mind. You've practiced it so much consciously that your subconscious absorbed it. That's when our work isn't just our work. That work becomes who we actually are. And that is the difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. All of you out there who would say to me, Nikki, I've listened to all the podcasts. I've read all the books. I've been in therapy forever and ever, but I can't feel calm. I can't feel peace. I can't make my body feel what I know. This is for you. HR says, whoa, whoa quite uncomfortable with this one at first. Not something I've done or thought of before, but extremely healing and very necessary for me in my forward journey into self-love. Thanks for the push to try new levels of acceptance. One of the things I realized early in my career is that I would have new counseling clients show up. And after a few sessions, I would very much get the sense That on the one hand, they were saying, Nikki, I need to change so much. I want to change all these things. And we talk about ways to change them. And no change would start happening. I started saying to clients early in my career, hey, I know this sounds goofy coming out of my mouth this way, but to change, you have to actually change what you're doing and what you're thinking 
and how you're feeling. To change, we have to really change. Y'all, it is natural. It is a natural, healthy form of anxiety to be nervous, to be anxious about trying something new, about getting outside of your comfort zone. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. Depression and anxiety get this very dysfunctional comfort zone where, yeah, you're comfortable there. You're comfortable there. Maybe like I was comfortable in some of the most dangerous parts of New Orleans because I spent a lot of time there. Didn't make them safer because I was comfortable there. Didn't make it smarter for me to be there just because I was comfortable. I think modern society has come to worship comfort. Worship staying the same. Worship resisting healthy risk. Even while wildly uncomfortable. To change, we must change. SC says, I cried and I laughed. So simple and yet so beautiful. Y'all, our healing doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be dry. It doesn't have to be buttoned up. We laugh and cry. It's part of the human condition. It's part of what you might recognize this from the Stoicism episode is so absurd about the human condition. I love being able to simplify what is so easy to overcomplicate. S says, I have fallen off the wagon overeating lately, and I am grateful for the chance to start over, to give myself permission to mess up, but try again and have a sense of humor rather than a self-defeating attitude as I develop new behaviors and ways of living, exclamation mark. Y'all, we all have goals for ourselves. We all have things we want. We all have things that are particular struggle points. We all overindulge or feel that invitation to overindulge in various things. Self-discipline is hard. We have wins, we have failures, sometimes we run, sometimes we stumble. What if you strength trained emotionally to help yourself have more resilience in those moments where typically the critical voice would show up and just give you a hard time just because it's used to showing up and giving you a hard time? What might happen for you in your life? C says... I went into this lesson with an open mind and curious sense of wonder. What a surprise for me to feel such calm and release with this practice. Thank you. Can you hear the delightful surprise in some of the course participants? That their bodies could feel something that 
they didn't know that they could feel they've wanted to feel and that they could get there very easily? Is it okay for your healing and your self-development to be easier? Somebody in the 2023 Boundaries course, not teaching it in 2024, but will in 2025, shared that until I said, hey, it's okay for things to be easier. They realized, oh my goodness, I thought easy meant I was cheating or cutting corners, that there was something bad or wrong with ease. Oh my goodness, what have I been doing to myself with this belief? What if your healing could be easier? Is that okay? Will you offer yourself some self-permission for ease, for flow, even for receiving help to be possibly easy? CP says, this reasoning makes so much sense to me. So we're hearing comments on each little teeny tiny lesson I have for you. One of the 30. This reasoning makes so much sense to me. My brain spends a lot of time in the past and future, and I want to be more present. Thank you, Nikki. I will be practicing this today. I just love the simplicity in that share. I want to thank LL for this comment. This is from a lesson called Be With the Body. LL says, beautiful and effective exercise, which allowed me to relax into a state which has eluded my being for a very long time. I do this work and put myself out there because I'm a really strong introvert. I could be one of those people, as much as I love people, out there on an island, and I would not get lonely for a pretty long time, y'all. The fact that healing, well-being, peace eludes people who are working so hard to try to find it, that is just heartbreaking to me. You don't need to be eluded. There's a saying that there's nothing new under the sun. As much as our experiences and who we are is totally unique, there's nothing new under the sun. Every pain, every struggle, every dysfunctional learning I have ever picked up over the years, I'm not the first one on the planet. Peace, ease, even self-patience no longer need to elude you in any way. JN says, on a lesson that was called Heart and the Color of Peace. This is the teaching on day nine. And they say, day nine happened to be the day I spent with my beautiful sister at the hospital after a complicated birth of my niece. We did the meditation together and both felt such a sense of peace. Thanks for your offerings that make such a difference in these moments. That's what life is, y'all. All life is, is a culmination, a summation of all of these little moments. And if we can just bring in a little bit of betterment, a little bit more ease, a little bit more human connection, a little more self-love. And when we love ourselves, we have energy and space to love the people that are around us. This is how we build a good life, y'all. A dysfunctional childhood teaches us attention in way too many, if not all, moments. You can let go of this tension. You can bring a different energy to all of these moments of your life, the mundane, the monumental, 
and everything in between. You have that power. I am honored to help you find and own and live from that power that is already inside of you. KF shares about a song that I share with you in the course. I'm really working on not multitasking during these videos. It's so nice and refreshing to be able to just stop for 10 minutes and just be. It is difficult as I am juggling four jobs on top of being a mom and a wife, but it is so necessary. If I'm not able to set aside everything at my scheduled time to just be with this video, then I set aside time to do it later when I'm able to step away from the busy world. I like this song and what it says. It's a beautiful melody and a beautiful message. Having tried several antidepressant medications and not being able to take them due to side effects, I have found that yoga, meditation, and inner child healing work have been more helpful and much more effective and rewarding than medications. Thank you for sharing yourself so that I could share here. Each video that I have for you is less than 15 minutes and most are under 10. Some are just five. It's so easy to fall into the self-lie that I don't have the time to meditate. We all know it. If I had the magic to just pull all of that data right now, I think that would be the number one thing that people say, oh, I don't have time to meditate. It's necessary, y'all. Life is pushing and pulling at us to go, 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 go. We are living through an information age that has us overthinking. If we also have hypervigilance that contributes to us overthinking and overfunctioning, double whammy of stress, of exhaustion, of feeling fried and frazzled. We don't want to keep trying to live through our life moments fried and frazzled. Wondering, when is this fried frazzledness going to just go away? When we make it go away. When we demand and command of ourselves, because who the hell else is going to tell us, that we count and we matter enough to take 5, 10, 15 minutes of nothing else other than something that helps every other moment of our lives when we practice peace. This is from R.M., this is on a lesson I call simply Mountain Pose. Those of you who've been with me for a while know that though I'm not teaching right now, I was a yoga teacher for many years and had my own little studio. Mountain Pose comes from yogic tradition. This person said, just wanted to stay like that. Felt so strong standing there. I wish there was a different word for peace than peace sometimes because I think peace sounds really soft. It can sound almost fragile. I love this share, the simple power of it. Just wanted to stay like that in mountain pose. Felt so strong standing there. Peace is strong. Peace is powerful. Peace isn't a doormat that gets stepped on and walked on. I'm so glad that this person felt so strong just standing there. I like to imagine that person just stepping into the moments of their life from the strength of this posture. With more and more practice, we teach our mind, our body, our spirit, our soul, our adult self, our inner child, all of our parts, how to be so strong 
Yes, just simply standing there. So many of you from personality disordered or very immature parenting have what I call performance-based self-worth. You know how to feel great about yourself when you're winning. You know how to feel great about yourself when someone sees how hard you're working. To know how to love yourself and feel a sense of self-respect, self-love, just standing there, that's the real stuff. Because the real truth is we have to learn our worth outside of performing, performing, performing when we're just standing there. Another quote from the same person says, a newbie to the four agreements, and it's the way I want to live my life going forward. This exercise made me realize that you can't just say, okay, this is how I am going to live, and the past will just disappear and say, I forgive myself and others. I didn't realize I was holding on to regret about some things. I have now left two regrets way back on the sidewalk and feel so much lighter. I believe I named this lesson Sidewalk and Regret. I will do this exercise again and see if I have more regrets that could surface and I need to leave behind that could be stopping me from moving forward. If you read the description of this show, part of what I said from day one is that I wanted this show and my work to be the emotional education that all of us crave and none of us receive. Regret is huge, y'all. If we are self-evaluating and trying to move forward in our lives, we're going to make mistakes and we're going to regret. Maybe like me, you didn't grow up with someone guiding you on what to do with regret. It is so tragic to me that so many human beings meet their end, get to the end of their life, a whole one precious life, and get to their grave holding all of their regrets because that's all they knew what to do with them. We can let go of our regrets. We can self-forgive, but it doesn't fall out of the sky. Time does not heal our regret wounds. Time gives us the opportunity to work through and let go and get to the other side. But time on its own doesn't do anything but hold space for us to walk forward, dragging regrets forward. I used to teach a recovery addiction group. And one of the lessons I would teach would be letting go of resentments. And we would sit someone in the middle of a circle of people and we would have a big heavy bag and a lot of like cans and bricks and we would have them put their regrets into that bag. And then we would ask them to walk around the room dragging that bag of regrets around to live in such a way and wonder, why am I tired? Why am I exhausted? Why don't I have the energy to socialize? I often say perfectionism is a sneaky bastard. So is regret. S.H. says, this lesson really speaks to me. I carry so many regrets with me each and every moment of my life. Instead of holding on to my regrets for years and years, perhaps I can help myself out by releasing those regrets much sooner. I think this is a lesson I will come back to frequently. A.D. shares the gut. Period. 
I haven't focused ever on presence there in my gut. And I am so curious today to check in with this and explore. I realized immediately I have been constricting it, protecting it. Once again, Nikki, valuable and powerful insights and prompts. Thank you. We are not just heads with thoughts that are connected to a body that doesn't have its own intelligence, y'all. Y'all love science. Science is increasingly proving that we have a gut brain and our guts and our brains talk to each other. It's shocking to me that it is now 2024 and we haven't incorporated this naturally into how we raise children and how we hold ourselves to pay attention, to bring our awareness to these different parts of the body. If you have ever heard of the book, The Body Keeps the Score, that is a shocking concept if you grew up disconnected from your body to survive. Now, I held the secret of sexual abuse. It's not shocking that the place my physical body had struggled was in my jaw, which has led to a jaw surgery that had problems. I've said it that it was botched. Then I needed two more surgeries. I held the secret of abuse that was happening in my home. I clamped down. My jaw has been affected by that. It is powerful to learn how to relate to your body, particularly if you learn to dissociate from your body to survive. How do we do that? Exercises, y'all. Not by thinking, 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 reading, 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 listening, listening, listening. By doing and doing maybe differently than you've ever been invited to do. E says, wow. After these breathing exercises, I feel like my brain has more space in my head. Like any inflammation I had in my sinuses or ears just went away. And the act of giving space and assistance to my nostril when breathing, it's such an amazing tip. I don't think I've breathed that deeply and intentionally in a long time. It took me years, and I mean years. I practiced yoga for Over three years, three to six times a week going to a class. And it took me that long, about three and a half years, for my yoga teachers to say, inhale, and for me to be able to inhale on cue, and exhale, then to exhale on cue. It took me that long, three and a half years of three to six yoga Classes a week, some of those classes being two to three hours long. I was taking very intensive classes. For my mind to be able to tell my body, this is when I would like you to take a breath, and for it to be connected enough to my mind to listen and then to execute that breath. I say that to you because so many people will try for two or three months and get frustrated and give up on a breathing exercise or think that they can't do yoga right and run away from the practice of yoga. Depending on the level of tension you endured in your life, this may be a quick process for you or a longer one. I am probably one of the longest. I was very, 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 very dissociated and I had repressed memories. So there was a lot of me fragmenting off from myself where certain parts were disconnected from other parts. 
Today, I am an excellent breather, y'all. I can take really deep, full breaths. I can pair those breaths with my movement, and that becomes a physical meditative practice. JN says, as the ending of the course, my heart is full. A wonderful ending. After each of your course offerings, so this person has also taken the boundaries course, I have ended with tools that I use and messages that I hold close like talisman in storms. I'm so grateful. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you for allowing me in as a teacher and as a guide. A.H. says, This exercise was very helpful for me today. Sitting with disappointment, which I could only name after I heard it suggested in the video, makes it feel integratable. One step to becoming more whole. Thank you. One of the things that can sound rather silly when I say it out loud is that hundreds of people have said to me over the course of my work, well, Nikki, how do I have my feelings? Yeah, but how do I do it? How do I actually have my feelings? That is such a collective, sad truth that we don't know that from birth all the days of our lives. Something has happened in the human condition that we don't know how to simply feel our feelings. What has happened is we're living through what I'm calling the information age. We try to think through our feelings. We were always meant to think our thoughts and feel our feelings. When people don't know how to feel their feelings, they're too heady. They're too in their heads. Those of you who are resonating with what I'm saying right now, if you're too in your head, it's also true that you're not in your body enough. It's true that it's very hard to feel our feelings if we're trying to run away from our bodies. And if we learn to run away, to dissociate, to be disconnected, yes, it's going to be quite confusing to feel our feelings. There are exercises for this. You can strength train emotionally. You can reconnect with body so that you can feel and integrate. That is what healing means, y'all. That's when you feel the peace that you want to feel, that you know, at least on some level, that you are worthy to feel, that I am worthy to feel, that anybody, especially somebody who's had a tough life, is very deserved of feeling. MM says, I had to really, all caps, I had to really focus to see, hear, feel, and smell. I will need to practice. There are 30 very different exercises, little bitty tiny ones, so that you can take the lessons that you realize were struggle sessions for you and continue to work with them so that you can bring ease and flow into who you are and how you feel with yourself. AG says, I've heard of this practice in therapy and tried it over and over, but never could get the hang of it. 
For some reason, it popped into my head while on an adventure retreat last month. We hiked to 24 waterfalls in 24 hours and had just finished our last waterfall in the pouring rain. As I was hiking back, I found myself alone and stopped to take it all in. The sound, smell, the lush green trees, my squishy wet shoes, the peace I felt within. I now go back to that place in my mind when life gets hectic. This lesson reminded me that I needed to create more memories like that and to disconnect from the world. Beautiful work in how each of us is a different being, bringing a different experience. These exercises spark what you need to focus on with yourself. Our shares just been let down again by my husband. In the past, this would have seen me in a deep depression for weeks, asking what's the point of living. After two days, I was able to see that I had learned another lesson and could feel grateful despite wishing things could be different. I had given up all hope three months ago, and how I found Nikki, I don't know. When there are so many podcasts out there, she has already turned my life around. If this person was in front of me, I would say, oh, sweet woman, you were turning your life around. And that is the very intention and energy in seeking out my podcast where you showed up for yourself as your own white knight. When we do that, it is like the universe responds and connects us. I'm so glad that you put the intention to seek out there and that we found each other. I have helped, but you have turned your life around. KR says, I had the same thing happen. So she's commenting on what another poster shared. I started out with cerulean, my favorite crayon color. That's a blue, y'all, very beautiful blue, which I thought was my color, but then yellow took over. I loved, loved is in all caps, this practice. I was able to fully, all caps, let go and experience it, be in it, and allow it. Isn't that what we want? To be able to experience, to be in it, to allow? That's when we're in our bodies. We try to control and figure out and get ahead of and not risk in that space of overthinking in the head. AD says, I experienced the same thing. I had a color in mind and my subconscious didn't agree. So I just have a lot of fun, y'all, being able to bring other sensitive people together so that y'all can see that your experiences, even though we're 15 to 20% of the population as highly sensitive people, which means we have gotten advice from 80 to 85% of people over the course of our lives who are not wired like us. My work draws in highly sensitive people almost exclusively, which means when you're in one of my courses, you're going to see and hear your people, which is deeply, deeply, deeply validating not just to who you are now but to your inner child and every invalidating experience every you're too sensitive every that's weird why are you processing it like that that any sensitive person has ever received 
KF says, I loved the, I'm leaving this one blank so that the secret isn't given away. So she loved something that I showed. I loved the blank at the end. It made me laugh, all caps and three exclamations. That was awesome, Nikki. Thank you. Indulging in my inner child to have fun is so freeing. I feel relaxed and present in the moment. I've learned so much about myself in so many ways from observing my daughter over the past 22 months of her life. She has no fear. She lives her personality out every day without ever holding back. And she has her boundaries that she sets. And my feelings are never hurt by her setting boundaries. Along with blowing bubbles with her to just have fun, I've also learned from her that I don't have to live in fear and anxiety. I can and should feel free to always be myself. And setting boundaries is completely okay to do, as well as necessary. And that just because I set a boundary does not mean that the other person's feelings will be hurt. And if they are, that's on them. I can't control that. My daughter does not try to control how I respond to her boundaries. She sets her boundaries and moves on. The boundaries course and this 30 days to peace course could not have come at a better time in my life as I'm able to absorb all of the information from them as well as observe it from my daughter and applying it to myself while learning to parent her. I love this comment because it embodies so much real life. You ever notice how there's some kind of weird hair that grows somewhere on your body? And in the moment of you noticing it, that is not a brand new hair. That is like a three or four or seven inch hair. How the hell did that hair grow in an obvious place and we didn't see it till this very moment? Isn't that a strange, surreal or eerie feeling? Seeing ourselves. Seeing this human condition. Seeing what is useful. It's kind of like those weird hairs that grow. We don't see it and we don't see it and we don't see it. And then all of a sudden we see it. In some ways, I hope my work is me being that friend that goes, hey, uh, look at that hair. And then you can see it. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. And when we see what's really there, we can attend to what's really there. K.A. says, another person from the Boundaries course too, from the Boundaries course, learning to name my emotions and admit to them has helped me tremendously. This takes that process one step further to sit with the emotion and then choose what to do with it. I loved that. What do I want to do with this emotion? We do have the choice. We are in control of our own feelings. Learning to listen to what I want and need has been quite a learning curve as it was so suppressed from my childhood. It was selfish to want or need anything for yourself in regards to self-care, emotions, etc. It feels so freeing and I feel such a connection to my soul with this practice of naming, admitting, sitting with, and deciding what to do with my emotions. It's beautiful work. AG says, the biggest thing I remember missing from my childhood evening ritual or any time of the day is having an adult ask, how was your day? Or ask if I was doing okay. I felt unseen and still feel that from my mom. These past few months, I have been dealing with insomnia. 
Thank you, Nikki, for making me think of an evening ritual, which will hopefully help me work out this issue without medication. When someone says, how was your day? Think about all that that means. That means I see you. I notice you. I know you had a day away from me. I'm interested in you. I love you. I'm willing to use my precious time to be with you, to share with you, to hold space for you, to listen to you. If you missed out on that, I would prefer you to not go a whole life where you don't learn how to offer that to yourself. So many sensitive people will walk the earth when this is in their history, not being seen, not being heard. And they will get very mad and very upset. They will project this onto people in their lives and they will get very triggered and very hurt when other people don't see them or other people don't hear them. Of course, we reasonably want other people to see and hear us. But the healing that helps you no longer be triggered by that is in learning to hear and see and listen and offer to yourself. That's where you have the power. You can't control the people out there. When I teach boundaries, I point it out. You wouldn't be here working on boundaries if you could just control everybody in your world. You'd be like, you stop that. You come closer. You go further away. You move farther away. You move closer away. You be quiet. You speak up. We don't have any kind of power over anybody else. And even if we did, it would be kind of sucky. We don't want a life where we're managing everybody else, despite how codependency may trick us into thinking that we do. I promise you that strength training, the ability to listen and hear and honor and even ask yourself the questions you so want other people to ask you is part of how you feel more of a sense of control over mind and body and more of a sense of control as you navigate life. AA says, when I practice gratitude, I usually think of the bigger things in my life, kids, my house, etc. This reminded me that I should also remember to be grateful for those hard times when I thought it was impossible to keep going. Practicing this will help me handle future challenges with grace instead of being reactive. Yes, isn't that what you've always wanted for yourself? To be able to shift from reaction to grace for you and everyone you care about? I hope through the words of my students that you can clarify what healing actually is, that practicing peace is a profound way to heal yourself. 30 Days to Peace starts on the first of every month in 2024. Come join at emotionalbadass.com slash peace now and your peace will start on the first. It's a great time to join the Patreon because we have a half price coupon for you for emotional strength training, 30 days to peace. February's live stream Q&A on our Patreon is about psychedelics and healing. You can come ask me anything about your story or mine. I'm really going to talk about the emotional experience of psychedelics, how it feels, what it feels like inside of the body for an empath and a highly sensitive person, what I think it's doing on the emotional level, 
There are so many people out there right now hammering the science. I want to talk about the experience. So if you're interested in learning about mental health and psychedelics, which are blowing up across our country, come join the Patreon and get that half price coupon. The March live stream Q&A is on narcissism and becoming manipulation proof. We are also proud to be part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Check them out to find some of their other great shows. And remember, y'all, I am an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together, we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Light and love. And I will see you right here next time or on the Patreon. Till then, take care. Bye-bye. At a time when change is constant and we are pulled in far too many directions, we need a way to stay present to life and to increase our ability to remain calm, think clearly, and maintain our well-being. Many studies indicate mindfulness improves our mental, emotional, and physical health. On a Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee, you can learn how to practice mindfulness and enjoy its many benefits. Tune in for guided meditations and to hear tips and advice from some of the most respected experts in the fields of mental health and mindfulness. The world truly can be a better place. It all starts with a mindful moment.